You are listening to Just Over 20 with me, Itunu Speaks. Being in your 20s often comes with a lot of life changes that trickle down and impact your friendships. However, over the past year and a half, the world has experienced one of the most unexpected changes as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Today, I continue a conversation started on my year abroad with the wise and wonderful Zeba, where we explore how the pandemic has changed our friendships, the difficulties of friendship breakups, and what we have learned about friendships since our last conversation. Hi everyone, Um, so today I'm here with a voice that you may be familiar with if you've been listening to the podcast from the very beginning. Um, I'm with my lovely, lovely Ziba. Ziba, me and Ziba met in America when I went for my study abroad and today we're going to be chit-chatting about friendship, friendships in quarantine, friendship breakup, friendships as a growing woman and anything else that we decide to talk about. So introduce yourself. Okay. Hi, I'm Ziva. Um, what am I meant to say in this introduction? Like, Who I... you are, what you do, um, what your passions are. Ah, uh, well, uh, <laughs> I'm learning my passions as I go along, but... Uh, my last year of uni, I'm about to graduate in a few months. Uh, I've been writing on my blog. Um, that kind of describes what I've been doing recently. Great. Basically. Fantastic. Yeah. What do you study? Okay, yeah, I'm studying international relations and English. Yeah, yeah. we love a girl with range. I feel like that is such I'm a... Nah, that is like a a banging degree. And that's why I love America because like that is not I don't feel like that is a thing in the UK. International relations and English. Well, so I'm doing two degrees. It's not just one, but um yeah, I guess with studying here you can have as random a combination as you want. I had like something for me and something that was more traditional, quote unquote. Even though I don't think IR is that traditional. Yes, I can in between. I'm not doing economics, but yeah, that was my negotiation. 100% 100% for you, because me as well, with politics and IR. Like, even when you yeah. say it to people, they're like, oh, okay. Like, they don't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's not every time you have something to say, you know. Sometimes it's just okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. Nice. Um, But yeah, so friendship, friendship. I, um had the painstaking task of listening back to our episode that we did and I was so cringed out because I don't like like listening to my voice like that and mm-hmm. I also feel like because I'm so comfortable with you or I was yeah. really comfortable with you the coherence we where we were. yeah the coherence was really on minus 10 um <laughs> so this is quite a selfish podcast in a sense because I have to redeem myself so people know I can speak eloquently um (laughs) and also because I feel like there's been a lot of development for me personally and I'm sure for you when it comes to the topic of friendship so um how have your friendships been in quarantine I guess we can start from there yeah one thing I was gonna say about the episode that we recorded I listened back to I was like why the hell is my voice so deep like really why? I was listening yeah my voice sounded so deep to me but I think because you know I was being serious and contemplative <laughs> um but how my friendships changed in quarantine one thing I'll say is that I definitely count fewer people as friends that's been a big change I've shifted some people to the acquaintance category and friendly, but I don't feel like I have as many friends. Mm. And I'm satisfied with that to um, an extent. Yeah. Why an extent? Um, Because I definitely want to make more friends, but this is not the most social time. Um, I think now just moving forward, I feel... And I want to be more intentional about the friends I make, not just like friends out of convenience or we're in the same class or I see all the time. Um, and when I was younger, I think it was just looking to a lot of friendships based on familiarity or how long we'd known each other for. Um, 
and I don't think those things are as important anymore and I've also changed a lot I change a lot all the time so yeah definitely definitely I would say that that makes a lot of sense and I would say the same like I was I remember I was talking to someone recent and I was like I really like my friends right now you know and it was like a like a realization yeah I I remember when we did the podcast episode and I was like saying to somebody that you can hear the pain in my voice but I don't think you can (laughs) but I knew what was I I, what I was going through but behind the mic and behind the screen whatever like I was going through, I guess, like multiple friendship breakups at the time. And they were like exacerbated by the fact that I was away. So I think even that distance was a contributing factor. But then it also was a like a time away from everything I was familiar with. So you also come to realize who your friends are and who aren't your friends or who you want to be friends with. So I think going Uh through that process, it was almost like a refining process and now coming to quarantine, I feel like I actually have people that I'm like the same as you, much fewer, much fewer, but yeah. I'm content. Like these are people that I, I want in my life for a long time. If that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I think that's my circle right now. Quarantine's definitely done that. And we were saying even before we started recording, it's exhausting speaking to people in this time. So mm-hmm. if I want to speak to you, that's a really big indicator. Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely been noticing that there are some people where speaking to them does not feel draining, doesn't feel like a catch up. Um, it's just like a continuation always. And I mean, that's in part because maybe I speak to these people more frequently, mm-hmm. but I'm learning to listen to that. I don't know, I'm just tired of forcing myself to do things I don't want to do. Um, and I know that sounds really harsh when it pertains to friends because relationships don't just evolve based on feelings alone. Like, you have to put in the work. But if something's feeling like a lot of work, I don't have the extra energy. Like, I literally don't have the extra energy right now. I would rather do something, do anything else. Um, so I think paying attention to how certain people make me feel is has been helpful definitely not the only thing but it's been helpful definitely and i feel as though um it's always a bit like of context as well because some people you feel cool talking to them all the time about anything even if whatever they're talking about is like pretty intense or not intense and for other people it's not it's not really the same but I feel as though when I say context now that like I can speak for myself now I'm out of uni there's a certain kind of like I feel like my tolerance level for a lot of things have dropped a bit. So my willingness to engage in certain conversations, maybe with people that I don't feel as connected with, it's Mm -hmm. not as much. Whereas like at uni, you know that it's a temporary amount of time. So do you get what I mean? So if somebody wants to chat to you about something and it's not very interesting to you or it's a lot, you kind of can deal with it because this Mm -hmm. will this will pass but now I feel like it almost feels like not to be dramatic but almost like the start of forever so you're like not forever but the start at least the start of your like adult life so you're making more intentional choices about who it's not a contextual friendship oh it's calm for you to tell me deep things when we're doing our 3 a.m um chats in Mm. uni like but no I actually want to be with somebody that I like to talk to when I have my scheduled oh I'm free at this time and I want to speak to you and I'm enjoying it um but yeah I I I agree with that how do you think your friendships have evolved like since our last conversation so our last conversation was is that two years ago a year and a half ago yeah it was like my sophomore year so yeah yeah how do you think your friendships have evolved since then and your view on friendships? Because I was actually quite impre- impressed, am I your mum? But like, I was quite like impressed, inspired by your perspective at the time. I felt like it was really mature and it oh, made thanks. a lot of sense, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, so you're saying how has my view on friendships evolved? Your view and also like your approach to friendships um, yeah. for the past like two years. Um, so my approach, I think, 
I like wrote something about this recently, but I think like in terms of setting boundaries with people and like confronting them, even though it still feels very scary and like uncomfortable for me, I do it more often. Like I don't, I don't gaslight myself. Like I don't belittle myself before bringing an issue to someone. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care how petty it seems or how sensitive it seems. If I have an issue, I'm gonna tell you. And I think. Um, that's a good measure of like how you guys handle disagreements together because it's not even conflict it's just necessarily like hey what you did hurt my feelings let's have a conversation um and i think doing that has really really helped a lot of my friendships with people we're just more honest we're already honest before but now i feel more comfortable being honest even about the small things um and as far as how my perspective has changed um oh i've been thinking a lot about how mutual interests really don't matter that much in friendships Mm. like one of my closest friends (laughs) i don't think we actually have that much in common as far as like what we do um and at first that used to make me nervous but it's really nice like we talk about our growth a lot and like what we're working on um obviously we have like shared senses of humor um you know we like to enjoy in similar ways at least or like we find common ground but yeah i think um i less i lead less with like oh you really like party next door i like party next door i know that's really trivial but no for real that's not as much of a connector anymore because how long are we going to talk about songs for or like things we're interested in you know yeah no it's so crazy that you said that because i don't know what you said earlier but it made me think of how a way that for me friendships have changed or my perspective on friendships have changed is this idea of again like mutual interest or even how somebody can benefit you or how you can Mm. benefit another person so you know a lot of the time people say like network go to events that you like and you know like people who let's say you like blogging and I like blogging so we can be like blogging sisters and I should we should be friends and I think that I've also come to that same realization as you that like there's a lot of my friends that our friendship doesn't make sense to the naked eye you're like this, I'm like that. So how yeah. how does this even work? And you do find a lot of the time that you may have a shared you may have shared values as a as opposed exactly. to having yeah shared interests. Shared interests. And that's like a big foundation to stand on. And I think that even replies to applies to relationships as well. But I think we've mm-hmm. been sold this idea of like you're a squad, you're all going to the Drake concert together, you're yeah. all doing this together, you all speak the same, dress the same, laugh the same. And when you are confronted with somebody who seems like quite different, doesn't really fit, you're like, ooh, is this going to work? Know. I'm not quite sure yeah. about you. And it could be the most fulfilling friendship that you you have. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, that's such a good point. That's such a good yeah, point. And- what you were saying too, I think I've also shifted away from the idea friend groups. The dynamics are never <laughs> the way ever your face. I wish they could see your your face. You're like friend group. <laughs> yeah, because the dynamics are never equal. There's usually always some unaddressed beef between some people, but everyone is just like sweeping under the carpet because like oh we don't want tension in the group, um, and that's so exhausting because like as much as as much as it seems like something small, I feel like that tension is always palpable. Um, maybe I'm just like projecting. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking from my experience of friend groups. It's not the same for everybody. But I don't... I don't try to like prioritize other people's peace at the expense of my own. Like if you're doing something that's nuts, I'm not going to not say anything for the sake of the dynamic of the friend group mm-hmm. you can say something or i'm going to remove myself mm-hmm. um removing yourself is a nice and peaceful option too um <laughs> but yeah definitely shared values are really important and what you're even saying about like blogger friends i do think sometimes it's helpful to have people who have shared interests yeah. but like that's a different type of friendship you don't have to be really close but 
you can definitely have those people who understand you in a different way um and that is your source of like connecting yeah definitely i think and i also think that like you said there can be so many different friendship types that you you have so if uh, you know i'm not going to speak to my friend who's really into theology or really into sports about oh my gosh i want to blog about this thing because you're not going to give me what i want but then i can say oh zebra blogs like i'm having i have this idea she'll probably be a good person to speak to and i think it's about separating ourselves from the the idea that one person has to be everything to us exactly yeah I think it's hard though, Zeba. I think that that's a difficult thing for a lot of people. That's why people love this idea of best friends because it's like your one yeah. person that you go to for. But I don't think anyone can be everything to you. I don't. I definitely agree. It's a really hard thing to grapple with. And like, as much as I'm saying it, there are definitely times where I'm just like, oh, I wish I had that one person that I could talk to about everything. But I think the more you remind yourself that, like, one person does not have to be your everything. The more peace you make with it, like, there are some people who are my best of best of best of friends, but, like, there are just some things I know that they're not going to get in the same way because they're just not that into it. And so I'll speak to someone else, and that doesn't mean we're any less close. It's just I understand that this is a point in which we don't connect that much, but we connect in so many other ways. Yeah. Um, So just knowing knowing where everyone fits saves you a lot of stress instead of trying to like force people to fit into like the preconceived molds we already have of them it's mm-hmm. like how we were talking about relationships on the last episode um how we would invest in their friendships but think like a partner is going to be the one to mm-hmm. save everything and like i don't know sometimes <laughs> not that you can only be funny or smart but let's say choosing between someone who's like really funny and always makes you laugh versus someone who really intellectually stimulates you sometimes you kind of have to accept that you have certain friends or relationships where the person can't do both but you choose what's more important to you and then you get the rest elsewhere and i think that will give you a lot of peace because i've definitely had instances where i've tried to like force force one person to have everything and it yeah it and always it doesn't ends in work tears. <laughs> always ends in tears and it's usually you are the one that's crying yep definitely um i guess that's like a great segue to another thing i was um, thinking about so from the last conversation one thing i came to realize about myself which is like oh you know when you realize ew <laughs> i'm flawed yuck is um this idea of expectation and um, mm. I felt like at the time when we had that conversation, I had a lot of expectations of people. Um, not that expectation is a negative thing, but I think that I found it difficult to accept that some people can't meet my expectations for what I want for a friend. And instead of yeah. seeing it as like, okay, Zeba can't, um, Zeba just naturally is not like somebody who's going to... We, we use this example um, quite a lot in the last the last conversation, but Zebra's not somebody who calls regularly. So instead of me thinking Zebra's a crap person, um, mm-hmm. I need to come to understand that if this is something that she's not willing to adapt and change for the sake of our friendship, then I need to be cool with that. And it's either I step... Like you said, you either stepping away is also a peaceful option or you accept yeah. it. And um, that was a big thing for me at the time. Like, having all these unsaid expectations of people um that yeah unsaid i never articulated it and then when they don't meet it feeling so disappointed and also feeling like it was a reflection of them like what kind of person are you as opposed to thinking okay so and so just isn't like this i might think it's a bit somehow but that's just yeah. them. And if I don't want to be a part of that, if that doesn't satisfy me and fulfill me, then that's not a friendship worth, like you said, cry, crying about. Because someone yeah. will end up in tears and it's going to be me. Because the person is cool with calling you once every two months and you're 
second week has come i haven't heard mm-hmm. from you they're living yeah. they are living their life they're waiting mm-hmm. for that second month to hit to have their their bi-monthly in. call that is satisfying yeah. to them and you're crying so that was a really big thing so i'm wondering do you, have you ever experienced that in terms of expectations not being met and how have you how have you navigated that as you've got gotten older yeah i'm gonna sound like such an old woman before i say this i feel like this often but um mm, with expectations and friends and stuff i'm trying to jog my memory i really just forgot my sentence basically i think this is where like being intentional plays a really big part like we are sold this idea that if someone loves you they're gonna do a b and c to fit into what you want from them and like they're someone who hates phone calls but because they love you they're suddenly gonna be calling you five times a day and i think if you head into a situation where somebody has already told you how they are and you're upset at them for not changing it's understandable why you may be upset but like it's up to you to remove yourself from the situation or you just accept it um i've definitely had friends where i kept like trying to push them to be someone they weren't and yeah those friendships have either ended in a sense like we've taken a lot of space or i've just accepted the dynamic and maybe we both try a little bit more to move ourselves towards the middle um like for example the whole calling thing i know some of my friends don't like to call all the time but what we'll do is like we'll send each other voice notes Mm -hmm. so you can respond to your voice notes two days from now two weeks from now but like at least that's kind of communication i'm hearing your voice or that um so i'm trying to just pay a lot of attention to how people are when i first meet them and Mm. just make sure that i'm willing to accept them as they are instead of thinking that they'll change with time because people usually only get like quote unquote worse with time they get more comfortable taking more for granted and everything so if they're already like doing things that you know are non-negotiables for For you, you not because they're a bad person just that's not how you work then don't ignore that and just make sure you're in friendships in relationships both romantic and platonic where your needs are being met simply yeah no i think so. it's a big lesson i've learned the hard way <laughs> same same through so many tears just thinking that and i remember for me as well there was a there was a period i remember so distinctly when i was in america where i was like is there something wrong with me like i'm dramatic anyway but i honestly felt like okay i'm expecting people to talk to me regularly or to have this sort of um unwavering interest in my life and what I'm doing in the same way that I'm curious about theirs and I'm not having that reciprocated and instead of thinking like oh that's just how so and so is I would think and because what was happening with me as well it was multiple people so I was thinking okay like is there something wrong with me like do I expect too much am I being unreasonable and it really it really like got me messed up it actually did and I remember coming back to this is like a confession guys this is how like I can see how being hurt in friendships even it you know from betray not that I've been betrayed but like from betrayal to like smaller things is like Mm. I remember coming back from my year abroad and I was like cold and other uh-huh. people may have not realized it, but like, because I know how I'm 10 out of 10 friendly and I love people and I love speaking to people. So going to like four out of 10 on purpose, or maybe it was more six yeah. out of 10. I remember I would get text messages and my friend would be with me and the person would be plus four, four. And they're like, why don't you have, it could be you. They said, why don't you have Zeba's number saved? And I'm like, I'm not sure if Zeba's a proper friend, so I'm not going to save her number with her oh. name until I'm sure. Like I started doing all these weird stuff like that. Um, 
I remember having a conversation with somebody and they they were like pushing me like, why don't you call your housemates your friends? And me and my housemates at, um, in the final year were so cool, like so, so cool. We spent the whole of quarantine together. We got along like a house on fire, but I would never call them my friends. I would always call them my housemates. And then he was like, why do you always call them your housemates? And I was just like making excuses like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. You don't really know how other people feel about you like it's not that deep and then I had tears in my eyes and then they were looking oh, at wow. me yeah no for, and they were looking at Clearly me somebody was yeah. <laughs> and they were like it's new are, are you okay and I was like I'm so tired of people hurting me but I think that that was a moment for me where I realized that this whole unmet expectation had hurt yeah. me so deeply that um I had to like come to realize like it, it's funny because it was what you were saying in that first time we had the conversation that it's not bad if you want something from someone but if they can't give it to you that's it maybe they're not your person and that's yeah. they're not bad you're not bad but I think I yeah. I felt like they are bad and I am bad so everyone's mm-hmm. crap <laughs> um yeah. it was a lot yeah so you're so right. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that makes me sad to hear. No, friendship breakups really have you effed up. For real. It feels like somebody's like ripped out your heart and stomped on it. It's deep. And I don't know why it feels... I don't actually know why it feels that deep. Because some people say that it feels worse than an actual breakup. But I don't know why it feels like that. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more permanence attached to friendships. Like you don't typically expect them to just end really abruptly, yeah. unless someone does some really heinous shit. So, <laughs> um, I think that's why it hurts a lot. And friends are just so much more embedded in your life in some ways. Like, I think so. At least in my really close friends, there's no fear of judgment the way you would like somewhat fear and like a romantic partner you yeah. know that well for me at least there are just some things i don't tell people i'm dating because i'm like oh i don't want you to think i'm too emotional like, i think too much whatever with your friends just say hey i know this is really petty but the way they texted me back this morning was just making me feel some type of way like what do you think yeah like, you know, someone you can be that comfortable with and so when you don't have that anymore that's really really um jarring I feel like it's like a support system. It's like a crutch a little bit. It feels like part of you, like a finger or something. So like if it goes, you're just like, oh, what the, what the heck? You know, like why have you, why have you gone? Um, Yeah, it's it's a a lot. It's a weird one. It's a really, really weird one. And it's a weird one in in a society where it's like, oh, trust no one, you know, like it's only you. It's only you, like, blah, blah, blah. When people do that and then people are actually weeping about their friends, you realise all of that is for sure. Yeah, it's just hurt. It's unaddressed hurt. And it mm. makes sense. Um, I think eventually everyone gets to a point where you realise that no man is an island. Yeah. Um, and one thing I was going to ask you, just from all of this, I was thinking, like, what, what makes somebody a friend to you? Yeah, I think, I think that term is used. Did I ask it? Last time, yeah, I think so. Oh, here again to reevaluate. Um, what makes I've been thinking a lot about what, yeah, why are you my friend versus like a lovely acquaintance? Because I think I can have nice conversations with lots of people, but yeah, some things just stop me from opening up to certain people. And it's not that they're malicious or weird vibes or anything. I just like don't just feel don't. Like sharing with them. And other people, I meet them the first time, telling them everything. Do you know what it is? I think you've answered it for me anyway, not necessarily for yourself, but I think it's honesty. Like, whoever you are willing to be honest with, I think that's what makes them your friend. And I think that the sad thing, I can't speak on everyone, but it's more from a place of observation. Loads of people have very shallow friendships. Like, their friends don't even know yeah, anything about them. Definitely. Like, you say to your friend, okay, what's the name of um so-and-so's sibling? They have a sibling? And that's the and this <laughs> these people are friends. They really call themselves friends. They doing batty and bench on Instagram, and they know nothing about each other. So I think for me, it's honestly like people. I feel like I can be be honest with, and that's something that's become so much more apparent for me now. Like if I can tell you things, and you can 
do the right thing without me telling you to obviously mm-hmm. that that can seem like a bit of a high expectation but you know people who know when to speak who know when to be quiet who know or he who even say okay you've told me this thing um what do you want me to do do you want advice or do you just want me to have listened to mm-hmm. your rant and it's like that kind of understanding for for yeah. me i think friendship there's not really too much of a dividing line between what i value as friendship and a romantic relationship it just doesn't have the romance so i think anything mm-hmm. with a healthy romantic relationship which people always go on about trust um fun um whatever like transparency that people seem to seem to understand in romantic relationships i want that in mm-hmm. my friendships that's for, yeah. that's for me how about you uh, this is very useless to say it's just a feeling <laughs> i just feel like i can trust some people versus not being able to trust others mm. trust honesty and also i think i really value being able to learn from people mm. um i appreciate when people like like to ask me for like advice or whatever and you know i'm gassed i'm like wow you think i'm emotionally intelligent thanks <laughs> um but i also really appreciate those people who i feel like i learned so much from mm-hmm. emotionally and in their growth journey and whatever and I, not that i put them on a pedestal but i want us to be mutually learning from each other not just always you yeah put me on a pedestal in some ways mm-hmm. um and i don't regard you in the same way um and people have really prioritized growth i think that's one thing for me and that's one of the biggest things i connect with other people on um and i just feel like i really outgrow friendships or people very quickly if they're not on that same wave and that's not a bad or a good thing necessarily some people are very comfortable being like kind of static and stable and that's okay um but I'm changing every three minutes. So I feel like that would be so exhausting. Me always being like, oh, I like this new thing today. Like, mm. I really want to share this. And someone is not the same. So those are probably... That's so true. That's actually so true. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just thinking of what you said. That's so true. Because imagine, like, you know, you're growing, you're having different interests, you're doing something, and somebody's just, like, feels like they're just there yeah <laughs> and even if um, they're supporting you th- yeah there's just like a, a something that's a bit off balance in that kind exactly, of exactly yeah. because they're not doing a similar thing and it's not that we always have to be growing at the exact same pace the exact same time but i appreciate when to a certain extent someone is simultaneously doing that yeah uh that's definitely something i learned in the past year i didn't even know that was a priority but it's very very obvious when it's not there yeah. Um, and it's about valuing growth as well because I feel like for some yeah. people okay maybe they don't feel like they're growing right now but they see you and like how excited you are about something or vice versa and then they're also inspired and I also I lo- mm-hmm. like what you were saying about learning from each other it's so it's so true I was gonna add another thing in terms of I don't know if this would be similar for you but people who um oh how how can I how can I describe it? Like, I guess it's still growth, but you know, like where um, you can see, oh no, wait, what was I going to say? I feel like I've lost what I was going to say, but like an appreciation of somebody who has an appreciation of who you are and like who you are and your growth so you know like when people can be like oh my gosh like but I swear last week you said that you like orange and today you said you like pink you know there'll be some people like that but then another person will be like oh you know it's so funny like last week you like orange and I thought you would like pink like it's so funny you've come to that you know they have like a it's I don't really know what to call that I don't know what that is but that (laughs) They give you space to evolve. Yes. Look at you, linguist. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's another thing too. Yeah, I could change my mind five hundred times. Yeah, and that's okay. Um, anytime you learn something new, you should be given the room to change your mind. Um. Yeah, that is such a good. That's basically grace. Yeah. Yeah. Grace. Yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. That is a big yeah, one. Yeah, that's very important. I was asking my friend the other day too, have you ever encountered someone who like thinks they're, oh, they view the relationship so much closer than it is. So like to them, you're one of their best, best friends. Best, best friends. And to you, you're just like, you're cool, I like you. (laughs) But it's not like that. How do you... Are you meant to, like, bring people back to reality? Because I know that that can be seen as, like, misleading people. But also, at the same time, why can't you read the room? Like, why am I... I don't know. I feel like they're always cues. You kind of know where you stand with people most of the time. Mm. And is it... I guess, how do you handle situations like that? Do you just kind of leave them be? Do you know, it's so funny because I think, I think I said this last time, but I think I have been that person that views the friendship as like more than it is. But then maybe that's also Uh me being a bit harsh on myself and it's more of a thing where I expect more than I view it as Mm -hmm. more. I'm not too sure. But I don't know. I, I would say that you would hope that the person would catch the cues. Um, yeah. Yeah, because there will be... And I don't... It's like I don't want to um, rate myself out. But you know there's, like, situations, okay? I can think of, like, a particular situation where maybe that was the case. And I think that I also took the responsibility of not feeding into that for that person. So, you know, mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, it's my birthday, I should invite them because they invited me, like, I just won't invite them. I was just thinking about yeah. that the other day, and I thought, is that trash of me? But I I never asked you to invite me. Yeah. You really wouldn't have cared if you didn't invite me, but you did. And, I, yeah, not doing things out of obligation, essentially. Yeah, and even in when you get the same, when you get that invite, you don't have, you to, don't go. have to go. So I think yeah. like things like that then start being like, okay, maybe. And it might hurt that person a little bit, but I think it's, but I think birthdays are a big one because I think birthdays are like, I like you. I I either think you're my friend or I really want you to be my friend or you are my friend. And I think that if somebody declines that invitation for a reason that is not a reason, that's the indication that you need. I don't know if that's a bit of a yeah. shallow one. but I, I agree with that, but I also think that it shouldn't be seen as something like malicious yes. if you choose to decline. It's not that I dislike you. Um, I just don't think everybody's meant to be your close friend, and that's okay. Like, we all have different... What's the word? aspects of ourselves that get on with other people Mm -hmm. more so than others and so like if you're someone where we just have such a good laugh together let it be that we laugh and we let it go at that like you don't have to involve me in every facet of your life Mm -hmm. um and i think when you decline to get closer to people it, it comes off as um as horrible yeah it comes off as horrible you're made to feel horrible or that you're a witch and like that's not necessarily the case it's just that i'm not feeling you like that but i still love you i'm gonna love you from a little bit of a distance i think that's calm and i think that's something that with age you grow to you know it will paint it will pepper anybody's body like if you're on the receiving yeah. end of that you'll be like oh like, that's agree. a bit crap you know so i think there's <laughs> there's no there's no nice way to let someone down do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like if somebody comes to chat to you or you're talking to, like, a boy and you think after some time, "Mm, not that I've been in this situation, but you're like, oh, I don't really like you. Like, he's going to take the L and vice Mm -hmm. versa. You'll just take the L. No one will say, oh, Zebra's a witch. Like, some people will, but, you know, you just just take the L. Oh, she didn't like me like that. She didn't like me like that. That's the end of it. Um, But I think... There's something to be said of, I guess, like the foundation of our of our conversation and what we've been saying a lot is how people view friendship, um, because for some people that key key is the best key key they've ever had, whereas like for you, you're laughing with them and you're gonna <laughs> go to Bolu tomorrow and laugh even harder, like do you know what I mean? So I think it's always yeah. a bit, it's always a bit of a risk. I think relationships with people because something that you maybe like, 
I'd never had this deep conversation with anyone mm. before, and this person literally does this every night with everyone. They talk to everybody like that. Yeah, so yeah. it's a bit of a it's a bit I of a it's a bit of an awkward one. Sticky one still. It's so sticky. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of it more yeah. like if it was me, like if I wanted to be friends with somebody and I just like sense that they didn't really want it, it would hurt. It, it absolutely would. But I would get but over it. I was the bearer of bad news. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> I don't think it's ever from a perspective of I don't want to be a friend at all. It's just like, hey, you know, you're a tier three friend, not a tier one friend and that's okay. Tier and enjoy that and enjoy that tier three. Yeah, less responsibilities anyway. And um what you were saying about taking the L, that's something I've really been trying to learn. I'm still learning, you know, not to demonize people when things don't work out. I'm very petty sometimes oh, and yeah. I just like it's very easy to bash the other person to make you feel better and you're like, Oh, they're the problem, not me. Um and you know, hopefully one day we all reach the stage where we can just accept that things did not work out. There's no bad or good person. There's no better person. It's just we're not compatible. But I think, <laughs> I think sometimes... I think sometimes... Sometimes we're toxic, <laughs> Not even what just toxic. Do you know, not even just toxic. Because I think, like, I want us to... Like, remove ourselves from this idea of like one extreme to the other like i think sometimes in a moment somebody cannot be great it doesn't mean that holistically they're a horrible person but the way that they were to you in that moment was not nice and i think that yeah it's about taking accountability too and like you said that we do need to um not demonize people and also see that two things can be two things can be right at the same time so you could be yeah. mean and they could be mean like and you yeah. were both mean to each other you were both mean in different ways and so that friendship didn't work yeah i don't know no, definitely mm-hmm. i am i agree with that i think i'm thinking more in the sense of like well i'll use breakups as an example it's mm-hmm. always easier in that way You'd be like, oh, I was smarter than him. I was cute than him anyway. Oh. And, like, just... Even if those things are true, <laughs> maybe we don't need to put people down um, to make ourselves feel better because okay. it's not in the same, like, mean-spirited way that some people do it, but just, I guess, taking a step away from boosting our own egos and yeah. just maybe being like, yeah, things weren't compatible doesn't matter if the person is actually shitty or not that may be true but what good is it like boosting yourself up at the expense of someone else especially when you know you're crying behind closed doors (laughs) when you get home you're sad like it doesn't make any sense no Um, okay i see what you mean i'm trying to do and i think in friendships that's important to not just be like oh they were crap anyway i was smart them i was a bear friend so their loss doesn't matter i think losses can impact us regardless of whether you're a bad person because you're friends with them anyway weren't you you were still there so you are you enjoying are you laughing yeah it's now you're not enjoying anymore <laughs> you have all these qualms so, are you yeah, taking selfies with them no it's true it's true yeah. i get what you mean i get what you mean i think we do live in a culture that like really perpetuates that like she was rubbish yeah. anywhere you i always thought why were yeah. you friends and it's just everybody, yeah. no, everybody starts coming now to my friends yep i mean sometimes observations are true though but um you, on a on an individual level you know when you're talking to yourself i don't think that's necessarily helpful or like that hasn't helped me getting over friend breakups or regular breakups because like regardless of whether they were stupid or not i was still friends with them i was still talking to them and so it's not gonna help the pain go away basically yeah it's not it's not and i think you also realize like how rubbish you are as well when you start like listing things that are off about people like you'll say oh she was so selfish and then you remember okay there was one time that you were also selfish or she's so mean and you'll also have been mean so and i think that when you come to those like you look at yourself in the mirror you just be looking really ugly you know yeah 
I think, and I think that's alright too. Like, we're never blameless in situations, even even if the other person is like ninety seven percent at fault. You still always had a role to play. I believe, unless there's like a crazy abuse of power. Um, yeah, I think we play a role in everything. So all you can do is take accountability for your own actions. You know, apologize if you need to, and move on. Yeah, definitely. I hope you don't do it again. Definitely. And I think that that's one thing that I'm learning. I think it's a really interesting like point that you even brought up. Because recently I've been sort of thinking about a friendship breakup that I had. And I sort of felt as though, you know, I was very comfortable in seeing that the other person was the main person in the wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Which I don't necessarily disagree with at the moment but I've come to realize how I have also been I was also in the wrong and you start to feel well for me I start to feel really guilty because I was like wow all this time I've always felt like this person is 97% in the 100% in the wrong you know Mm -hmm. They are the one who was doing the bad stuff. And you realise, okay, actually there were moments that I also was off to. Um, and I think it's realising that and again, giving yourself grace that, no, you know, I'd have to, I would hear something say to me like, you, nobody asked you to be perfect, it's a new, like nobody asked exactly. you to be a perfect friend. But then at the same time, you need to, which is hard, but you need to apply that same mentality to the other person too. Um, yeah. And if the friendship still is over, it's over. But I think when you reflect, I would say for myself that that's something I've had to go through in terms of not feeling guilty because you spend so much of a long time saying, oh, Zebra's the one who did something wrong. And then a few years later, you realise, oh, actually, when I did that mm-hmm. thing, unknowingly or knowingly, that triggered her maybe unequal response, but also I did something Um and then you might start yeah. to feel bad, but it's about giving yourself grace and in turn giving that other person grace to to be flawed. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Really... And I think the reflection and accountability too, just to like wrap up essentially, I'll let you wrap up after. But yeah. um that is more so for you because if the relationship's done, at least you taking accountability is ensuring that like you don't go on to repeat the same behaviour. You can't really right wrong sometimes but you can make sure you don't do it again 100 percent, 100 percent. it's nice like there's been a lot of growth yeah look at us look at us years, i would hope but yes proud proud regardless no for real i'm so proud too like it's nice i think you had a really great mentality at the time and a very realistic mentality about you it's okay to have your own standards that's calm if somebody doesn't meet them, that doesn't make them a villain, but just keep it stepping. And I think a lot more of us have to think about that in terms of relationships holistically. You can't yeah. build a friend. You can't build a boyfriend, build a girlfriend, build a oh, partner. Sure can't. You can't. As much as you may sure want to, cannot. as much as you may if swipe or match, there's going to be something about them that is just so rubbish to you. And what are you going to do about it? Yeah, you have to accept which one is worth accepting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, it was lovely, lovely speaking to you. I always ask people at the end... um, Nice to talk to you too. Thank you. I always ask people at the end, what is one thing that you've learned in your 20s and what is something that you're looking forward to in your 20s? Okay. What I've learned in my 20s well, this is what my first year, my twenties. Do you count? Do you yeah. count turning twenty as part of your twenties? Why not? Do it. Okay. Okay. So my second year, um, learning to take people as they are, and as I take them as they are, understand that they won't be perfect, and that's not a sign to ditch them. <laughs> I definitely used to do that at the first signs of anything. any red, even pink. It could have been a light pink flag. I was out. Yeah. Um, but nobody's perfect neither am i unfortunately um (laughs) and what i'm looking forward to caring about people's opinions even less i'm just starting that and i'm excited to really reach a point where i put my opinions before 
factors of other people's like when it comes to what i should do with my life basically yeah i love that i actually love that yeah where can people what's connect yours? to oh what's my a few guests always but ask me what's mine um yeah, what's yours what is one thing that i've learned um i think it's a lesson that i think you, you probably have played a big role in teaching me is that you can have standards yeah no for real like you can have standards it's fine and if somebody doesn't match them they are not a bad person and you are not bad for for having those standards that's a big lesson because i always felt there was always something that was off with that for me either i would think that person is a villain or i would see myself as the problem so i'm really happy that i've learned that um and one thing that i'm looking forward to is probably like forging the life that I want to have. I think there's a lot, I think I've said this before, but there's a lot of things that people put onto us and you think that you care about that stuff and you you don't. And I think taking the time to be like, I actually, so for example, this isn't my personal thing, but I saw this girl on Twitter saying that she's never cared about home ownership because she's always wanted to travel. Wait, was it? Was it Flow? No. Flow TUK? Oh, never mind. Okay, never mind. Oh, so there's another person who said a similar thing. I've seen a couple of people say that yeah. and I appreciate it, but sorry, carry on. No, no, it's fine. But it's such an, and I love that Twitter is a space where people can say these things and then feel, see that they're not the only person. But where you go on Twitter and everyone, including myself, like I'm really excited to be a homeowner. Some people be shoving it down your throat about how you should yeah. save every penny you have to be a homeowner. And you're sitting mm-hmm. there thinking... I actually don't want that. Yeah. You know, I'm looking forward to being quite secure in, I don't like that. I don't want that. Like, I don't care if that's not what everybody else says that I should want. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. I'm we glad. love the growth. We love yes. it. We love it. We love it. Where can people find you, connect with you, if you want to be found and connected um, with? Yes. Uh, so on Instagram, my usernames at O-Y-X-B-O and, um, there you will find my blog linked in my bio. Yes. So, you know, have a read if you're interested. And then, yeah, that's the main place I'm interested in being found right now. <laughs> Fabulous. It's lovely speaking yeah. to you. Nice to talk to you too. Thank you for listening, but the conversation isn't over. So to share your thoughts and keep the conversation going, follow at just over 20 on Instagram and Twitter, share the episode and subscribe to keep up to date with the podcast. This has been Just Over 20. I've been your host, Itanu Speaks, and you have been fabulous. Stay blessed and catch you next time.